the coolest community in freight. I'm your host, Mary O'Connell, bringing you the latest tech updates, warehouse news, and everything happening in the cold chain world. Not only is there the coolest show in freight, but there's also Running on Ice, the newsletter that could not be colder. You can subscribe to that on freightwaves.com slash running on ice. Before we get into our guest interview, let's get into some headlines. Maersk Container Industry has launched its door sensor for Star Cool Reefers. This sensor is integrated with the Star Cool controller and helps mitigate undesired door openings, smuggling, and theft. One of the most significant benefits of the door sensor is that it captures door events even if the reefer is not plugged into power. This feature is especially useful for shipping companies that need to manage their reefers remotely. The sensor has a battery lifetime of 10 plus years, providing long-term reliability and reducing maintenance costs. In recent years, fresh preservative-free products have become increasingly popular among pet owners. However, these products come with unique challenges for pet food manufacturers and distributors ensuring the food is kept cold during transport and storage. This involves a combination of temperature-controlled storage and transportation, as well as monitoring temperatures at various points along the supply chain. Pet food processors are also taking steps to further improve the efficiency and safety of their cold chains, whether it be through technology upgrades small process changes, these improvements have helped ensure that pet owners receive the freshest and most nutritious products available. Who knows, maybe pet food's going to be the next hottest thing in cold chain. German frozen food manufacturer Frosta has expanded their vegan frozen food offering to include frozen fish sticks. Previous hits in the freezer aisle include chicken fricassee and veggie vegan Asian street food dishes, described as indistinguishable from the classics. The vegan products target the growing flexitarian consumer in Germany. Flexitarians are people who primarily have a vegetarian diet but occasionally eat meat or fish. Today we are joined by Adrian Graham and Brandon Arnold, co-founders of Brewmovers. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for, for having us. Um, I am very, very, very excited about this one. Um, I found out about you guys through uh, a beautiful press release. Or no, yeah, a beautiful press release that you guys had and um i cannot as explain as someone who used to move beer i cannot explain how beautiful the thing that you've created is before we get into that why don't you give us a rundown on kind of your guys's background and how you started brew movers brandon we'll start with you sure thanks for having us again um i have been in logistics for quite some time it's the only career i've ever had so you know good or bad but i've been in it for a long time i started my career at th robinson uh, in chicago spent about seven or eight years there then I went on to XPO Logistics and helped them get their brokerage up and running in Charlotte. Um, from there, I started my own trucking company, Hatch Transportation. I uh, was an over-the-road fleet based in Charlotte, um, and that's where I met Adrian. And Adrian came on board with Hatch, and uh, we formed that trucking company, kind of grew that up a, a bit, grew that fleet. And then we got back into the brokerage space, um, and we're kind of moving general commodities for a while. And then kind of by chance, we my brother was a brewer in Nashville for a big brewery. And they started reaching out to us for logistics help with festivals and different things. So being beer lovers, we're, we kind of jumped on that opportunity and our name started getting passed around that we knew what we were doing in the beer industry and beverage industry. And uh, we decided to attack it and make it our niche. Um, so fast forward about six, seven years later, and we are the co-owners of Brew Movers. And also you'll hear about Pallet Barker coming up soon. Adrian, do you have a similar story of how you landed in logistics? Uh, besides that, our wives met at a coffee shop one time, and then uh, it's kind of fortuitous. But uh, there was a there was a five k running race in Charlotte, 
and uh, got done with the race and I'm just beat red. And Cassie meets me with my wife, meets me with a beer. And uh, we're standing there and she looks around. And she's like, hey, there's that girl from the coffee shop. We should go talk. And so we met at one of our customers brewery now in the parking lot after a 5K race. And, you know, the rest is so they say history. And we're going, our, our daughters are three months apart in age. Uh, so they became little besties and they still talk to each other as besties, but in different countries. Uh, and yeah, so that's how we all came together. I absolutely love that. That is so sweet. It's you never know. Hey, bring br- beer brings people together in the best ways. Right. So the real meat of this, for those who might not know, you guys have invented this amazing thing and it's called a pallet parka. And basically it's in my mind, it's like a it's like a parka that you zip up around uh, palette. And then after I talked to you guys, that literally is kind of what it is. It's like a little protective blanket that you put over a, a, a palette that, you know, keeps keeps things kind of cold, protects them from the elements and does a whole bunch of stuff. But why don't you guys kind of explain what it is and why it's so important in kind of solving a lot of the beer problems? Sure. So quick story. Um, obviously, we're in the, the business of moving beverages. So the, the reason and the kind of the, the concept that we came up with because a lot of our customers are reaching out to us for refrigerated LTL and refrigerated partial um, shipments. And as most of you probably know, that's a really tough, tough niche market. Um, it's very expensive. It, it, there's a lot of time constraints around it. So we thought there has to be a better way to move things in transit and keep them cold and protect them from both extreme heat and extreme um, cold. And so we, Adrian's got a bit of an engineering background. So we sat down kind of on a napkin, probably at a brewery, probably over beers, and already coming up with this concept of how can we um, create something that'll keep stuff, you know, within a certain temperature range in transit. And we knew there's other products out there that are blankets and different covers, but there was nothing that worked really well. And so we created this product called the Pallet Parker, which is reusable, adjustable, and it is insulated to protect from, like I said, extreme heat and extreme cold. And it keeps um, products, beverages in particular, um, within a certain temperature range in transit. I absolutely love that. It's, um, I just, I, I think it's, I literally, you guys literally created like a giant jacket to keep, to keep, to keep beer cold. Cause you know, it can't get warm when you're driving through the middle of Phoenix in the middle of summer when it's like 120 degrees outside. Uh, you know, you're going to keep your beer cold. You can't let it get warm. Then it doesn't, then, it, you know, it spoils, it doesn't taste right. And especially your craft beer. I mean, the large domestics, they're, they're, I'm going to say, I'm going to make a bold statement. Their taste is probably not going to change that much if they accidentally get too warm. Um, <laughs> a lot of the craft beer and some of those niche beers, you know, that does start to alter that flavor profile and everything. Um, Adrian, what are some of these key features um, and the benefits that Palette Park offers in terms of kind of protecting beer and against like weather, um, elements, forklifts, you know, all that jazz? Yeah, absolutely. So we designed the Pallet Parka to not be one size fits all, but actually be adjustable. And so we've been fortunate to actually procure a number of patents in the US. Um, A week ago, we just got three patents in Canada for it as well. And it's really, it's a really great product because it stops two types of heat transfer or cold transfer. One is reflective. Uh, It is made of a reinforced aluminum skin. (laughs) And then the convective is really stopping airflow crossing against the product. And so we got the patent on the adjustability 
So our pallet parkas, we have two different sizes. One can go from 20 inches up to 45. Another one can go from 45 all the way up to 70 inches. Um, that coupled with six sides of protection. There's other similar products like Brandon said out there on the market, but they're just a shell that goes over the top. And pallets are, the last time I saw, have holes in the bottom of them. So a lot of cold air, a lot of heat comes up from the bottom. And so we have patents on that now that stop a lot of that airflow and really protects it, builds a, a little pallet parka cocoon around your beverage, your product. When we, we ship other commodities in it as well. Um, but really, that's that's the nut of it there is that uh, it's adjustable. And the best part about it, it's reusable. So we have a little bit of a sustainability play as well. Um, Brandon and I, uh, we grew up uh, in the Northeast playing hockey. Uh, we essentially invented a oversized hockey bag um, that the pallet parka can fold back up and go into. Um, and so as a, as a shipper, you'd put it on, put this little duffel bag inside with a parcel label, ship it to its, uh, its company, and then they drop it back in, uh, in UPS and send it right back to you. Uh, and that's been, I guess, the biggest uh, amazement about the pallet parka is we're seeing people get 10, 15 uses out of these for multiple years. Um, and the ROI that we've seen using the pallet parka versus refrigerated shipping in some situations can be three, four, five times cheaper than uh, shipping on reefer LTL or something like that. I feel like especially in that LTL world, because, you know, if I'm not necessarily, if I'm a small craft brewer, I'm not necessarily sending you know, a 53-foot van every day full of beer. I don't necessarily have the capability to send all that, but I do need to move beer. Um, I think I like that you guys have that solution because, again, some of these small to medium-sized shippers, they they do need that solution because or some sort of protecting or temperature-controlled solution on an LTL shipment because, like you guys said, shipping reefer LTL is insanely expensive and kind of difficult. So anything that myself as a shipper could do to not have to do that is a win in my book. Yeah, and it also the, the one other piece I'll mention is it also um, protects from freeze, right? So a lot of times, and not necessarily even on a dry truck. Sometimes people are using them on refrigerated trucks, but they might ship a bunch of frozen items on a refrigerated truck, so that the temp of the reefer trailer needs to be a certain temperature. But they can put things that they don't want to freeze in a pellet park and also load it up onto that same refrigerated truck. So we found that use as well. That has to be a great angle, especially from the carrier side, knowing that I can fit more on this truck and I can fit other things on there because um, I can only imagine the nightmare that comes with trying to consolidate down um, the different temperatures of everything because you probably have ice cream that has to stay at one temperature, lettuce at another, beer at another, milk at another. I could not even imagine the logistics. But if it's like, oh, I can just zip it up in its own little coat and send it on its merry way, done immediately done. Um, I also like the sustainability aspect for it uh, just because, you know, as a sustainability nerd, uh, I do appreciate that because it's literally just ship it back and you don't have to keep buying new pallet parkas every day. Although I'm sure you guys would be more than happy um, to sell brand new pallet parkas every day. Yeah. And also the green emissions, the emissions from reefer uh, units don't need to be run. So there's less emissions, right? Because if you're using a pallet park, you put it on a dry truck. So there's not that extra diesel being used for the refrigerated unit. Um, so one of the things that I really like to hear are some of these success stories. So what's some of those big successes you guys have had, um, with some of these instances with the pallet parka, whether it's, you know, save something from spoiling, save something from getting damaged. What kind of impact has this made for your shippers, um, and your customers to know that, 
you know, their goods have an extra layer of protection. Sure. I'll give you a couple examples to start. And I think Adrian might have a couple as well. But um, one of the ones I remember early on was a brewery in Pennsylvania. Um, they they brew a very fruity sour that if gets too, if it gets too warm, it could actually um, re-ferment and be a big disaster and even explode. So they, they reached out to us about shipping some beer from Pennsylvania down to Miami. And it was in the spring, I believe, May-ish. So the temps in Miami were pretty warm um, and it was a four day transit and it left the, this is one of the early testing stages and it left the cooler, I believe at 40 degrees and over a four day transit, it arrived at 47 degrees. So it only increased about seven degrees on a dry LTL truck, touching multiple terminals and forklifts over four days. So that was a huge success. That was one of our early wins. Um, and we've had many more like that since. Uh, another one is we shipped uh, a large kombucha company out of Tennessee that ships to the Carolinas. Um, kombucha can easily get destroyed and even cause an explosion if it gets too hot um, and a huge mess. So we've done a lot of testing with kombuchas. And again, in a two or three day transit, um, as you know, in LTL, things go wrong. It actually got lost for a couple of days at a terminal. Um, they didn't know where it was. And then eventually it showed up. You mean an LTL carrier has that has lost something? The audacity. I've never heard of that in my entire life. And that kombucha showed up and it was perfect temperature, ready to sell. Otherwise, without the pallet park, it probably would have been a total loss. So, Adrian, do you have any fun stories like that? Not of kombucha exploding. We got uh, uh, no kombuchas exploding, no beers exploding. Um, but we also we also help bring craft brew around the world. And so a lot of times, whether it's going to the UK, uh, Central Europe, or even Japan, um, we help facilitate that. And the great thing is, is there's a lot of outside forces on an airplane. You have weather and not not necessarily from the one terminal to another, but just sitting on the tarmac. And so we use the Pallet Park a lot for exports and it helps to protect the beer when it's sitting on a tarmac waiting to get loaded onto an airplane, which it only takes about two to three hours for that pallet to reach ambient temperature. And we shipped, uh, took a 10 day transit to Japan one day and the, it peaked out at about 55 degrees was the highest it got during that time. And granted, it was moving from location to location. So it was in cooler, it was out of cooler, um, but yet it never got above 55 degrees. So the IPAs were nice and uh, nice and ready to drink, which was awesome. So, and like breweries are finding this to be that solution. And we have a number of breweries that are actually mandating their distributors to either use refrigerated shipping or the pallet parka. And that's a huge testimony for it for us. And we're so humbled by it. Um, but it's great because the distributors go the pallet parker out because of the cost savings in most situations, right? So, oh, absolutely. If I was a distributor and I could go buy something that I could reuse over and over again for this shipper, or if I had to pay an insanely high transportation bill, I would, I would obviously go just buy something that I can reuse over and over again. Because it's not going to be the last time that I send beer to that person. Um, I didn't even think about the air, the the tarmac one. Like those tarmacs get hot. Like as I don't stand on the tarmac when I get off the plane in the Midwest summer, but I like feel the heat in the little—is it the jet bridge or whatever you walk off the plane onto? You feel that heat, and you immediately just go. Ooh, ooh. I could not imagine being an ice cold beer sitting on the tarmac after like twenty minutes, just immediately being like, "This is the worst." Um, so I guess 
we have all the good things and the things that it helps solve, but are there any kind of limitations or considerations that may be taken into account when, you know, you're implementing something like this? Is there some like aggressive training that needs to happen with warehouse workers? Um, or is there just some kind of limitations that exist with the pallet parker? Because I can't probably do everything unless it is able to do my taxes, in which case I'll take one right now. <laughs> There are limitations to it. Um, as far as installation, it literally takes about an additional five minutes to wrap the pallet. But included with that five minutes, beyond the weather protection from heat or cold, you're actually getting stabilization on your pallet as well. And I think we're going to share a video with you of what happened to one pallet of beer that completely flipped over. The amount of Velcro that helps hold this tightly on there um, supplies a tremendous amount of force protection, which is great. So that's one of the benefits. But regarding the limitations, it's like just about anything. I think in our consumer world, we're getting really used to drinking very cold water that we pour ice into some metal contraption. We're not going to mention the name and it can last a day or two days. The ice is going to last, but eventually mother nature is going to win out, right? The same thing with the pallet parka. It all depends on the ambient temperature and how long you're looking to go. So we make some recommendations and we like to say one to four days in transit is ideal uh, for the pallet parka. Now people have done more and they've done you know everything in between. Uh, so we like to say one to four days. The other thing is it's really know your commodity, right? So beer has tolerances. It doesn't need to be 40 degrees to be still fresh. Uh, certain beers can go up to 55 degrees. Some can go up to 70. Uh, we talked to uh, one of our big wine customers and he said, as long as the temperature of the wine slowly increases and doesn't have violent spikes up and down, the wine is still going to be just fine to drink. Um, and so we've done paint, paint use cases and other things. So it really depends. If you're looking for a product that's going to keep your commodity at 40 degrees from cradle to grave, the pallet park is not your option. But if you have some tolerances that you're willing to to work within, the pallet park is going to be a great solution to save money. Oh, absolutely. I didn't I forgot out the wine application as well. I think that I think that's a really good point that, you know, it's not necessarily going to guarantee that um like some of the containers that you see produce shipped in and the grocery stores, some of those like little totes that keep it at exactly the exact right temperature. This is more just like it's going to stay within this general area, but it's not going to, it can't guarantee that it's going to stay at 32 degrees the entire shipment, which is a very important thing, but not all, like you said, not all shippers require that. So that's something that's um, nice to have. Um, but speaking of that video that you have, uh, we're going to show it right now. That pallet is sideways where my forks are. It's the top of the pallet. There's already a pallet strap to the bottom. I'm gonna try to just flip it over and see what happens.
I wonder how easy it would have been for the terminal to do that. So this was a this was actually a distributor in North Carolina that received this. Uh, they they've been a great partner with the Pallet Parka, and uh, when they had these things arrive, uh, we got a, a text message from JD, and he's like, "You won't believe what happened," and I'm like, "Oh God!" Like, uh, I immediately started getting scared, um, and he's like, "I'm going to send you a video. Uh, the Pallet Park is okay, but the other pallet didn't make it," is what the text message said. And so we were like, what? And he, that was all. And so he sends a, the, the video, which we just saw just like that. And all of us were like, oh my goodness. And, uh, it had inside of there 70 cases of beer, um, that traveled. The other pallet that was in the same LTL truck had 70 cases. That pallet was all over the back of the truck, by the way. Yeah. That's, that's what we like to call a really bad day when you open up the truck and you're like, oh, this is bad. Yeah, cans rolling around, scratched, dented, right? I mean, somebody somebody at the distro is going to have nice beer, but you can't sell it at retail. Um, and so, I mean, you watch the video, and it, as it's doing that last little tip right there, I, I think Brandon and I both got extremely scared. Never put it through that sort of testing before, um, but it held together. I think they had three damaged cases out of 70. Because of that, they, they weren't unable to sell. Three out of 70 is not bad. That's an easy claim to process compared to the total loss of 70. Um, that is, I mean, I it's a game a changer. I don't want that to be like in stone, that it's only going to be three out of seven single shipments. So we got to make that disclaimer out there for sure. But also uh, LTL carriers out there, just be better. Just be better. <laughs> so we are running out of time, but... There is a question that everyone comes on the show and you two that has to answer and you two are no exception. Um, so I'm going to start with you, Brandon. Is cereal considered a soup? Well, we drink our eat our cereal with beer in it. So I don't know if you consider beer and Cheerios a soup. No, um, I don't know. I'd have to Google that. But I don't think I think the short answer is if you don't have any vegetable stock or beef stock in it, it's not considered a soup. But I might be wrong. Oh, I've never, I've not heard that uh, reasoning before. I like that one. Adrian, what do you have for cereal as a soup? So I don't, I think the milk part throws me off a little bit, right? Because you got gazpacho soup and then you got hot soup. And I guess depending on the cereal, if you can add meat to it, it may be classified as a soup. So like, you know, Lucky Charms with like a side of beef or something and then uh, and beer. If you're listening to this and you're a soup shipper, a soup manufacturer, we can use the pallet parker to keep your soup either cold or warm, depending on what. You don't want it boiled before it gets to your customer. That's not a good thing. Exactly. McDonald's learned that lesson with coffee. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So if anyone um, wants to take on your Lucky Charms with a side of steak and beer, um, or if they have any questions about the pallet parker, where can they find you guys outside the show? You can find us on LinkedIn by our names, Brandon Arnold and Adrian Graham and LinkedIn. You can also find us on Instagram at Brewmovers or at Palaparka, um, as well as Facebook. And our website's Brewmovers.com and Palaparka.com. So just in case someone didn't catch the first one, there's about 700 ways to get a hold of you guys. Um, and the, all of the, just assume all of the DMs are open. So <laughs> slide into the DMs. We're there. That's it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much, Mary. This has been awesome. We've had a lot of fun. You can catch other episodes of Running Eyes right here on Freightways TV or YouTube anywhere else, or anywhere else you get your podcasts like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Meanwhile, Running on Ice News, you know what? Subscribe to the newsletter on freightways.com slash Running on Ice. See you on the internet.